Welcome to the Writer Community Podcast. My name is Sydney, and today we're going to be getting to know another one of the hosts, Sky Horn. Living in the mountains in California, Sky is a fantasy romance author. The stories she tells are full of magic, myth, and legends. The first three installments of her Kingdoms of Fairy series are available now, and the final installment is forthcoming. Here she is. Welcome to the podcast that you also host. Thanks for having me, even though I'm a host. (laughs) (laughs) So I already talked a little bit about you, but if you could introduce yourself with anything else you want us to know, who are you outside of writing? Ooh, outside of writing. That's fun. Um, So my name is Sky Horn. I am the author of the Kingdoms of Fairy series, as Sydney has already pointed out. Outside of writing, I love to be outdoors. That's like my favorite thing in the world, which I live in the mountains. So that makes it kind of easy even during quarantine to be outside. But my favorite outside of writing activity is reading, which is kind of, you know, the total writer cliche. And then horseback riding is actually another one that I really enjoy to do, which I haven't done in a really long time because of quarantine, but I know (laughs) you did that. That's so fun. Yeah. Since I was three, (laughs) my mom just kind of put me on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, is that maybe why you have Phelan in the Kingdoms of Fairy series, why he plays a big role? Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you've finished the the book yet, but he is a, he he's his own character. I like that the horses and the unicorns and the pegasi all have their own characteristics in my story that make them kind of unique to the world rather than just being like that supplementary creature that's there they have their own personalities and their own you know experiences and life stories which was really fun to write (laughs) that makes it so much more fun for us to read too we can sort of connect with them on a more human level yeah for sure so speaking of the kingdoms of fairy series what would you say is your inspiration for the series i was traveling through ireland in a coach style bus type thing and looking at like the green countryside and how it kind of the rolling plains, which I don't know if you've ever been to any of the, the UK area, but that, that rolling plains, total green for miles experience. And everybody else on the bus was asleep because we went out way too late the night before. <laughs> um, just seeing the plains and thinking like, wow, how cool it would be to be back in the day when there were no property lines and there was nothing keeping you from, you know, riding your horse across those rolling plains or just running across the rolling plains. I know totally back to the horses, right? It must just be a horse lover thing to think when you're driving, like, I wish I was on a horse right now. That would be way better. <laughs> so I was in the bus thinking about how cool it would be to be back in the old days when there was no property lines and to experience that. And then when I got home from Ireland, I actually Googled some of the lore that was from that area in Ireland and stumbled upon the Hill of Nakani, which is a hill that was supposed to hold the goddess Anya, who was the queen of the fairies. And so that's kind of where Kingdoms of Fairy was born. And it just grew out of that hill. And what would happen if a character, you know, stumbled into that hill and found out there's this whole world beneath it where fairy and magic exist. And so my main character is a lost princess from that kingdom and finds out that she's not human and that she is going to be that there's prophecies that she's going to bring back the goddess of death. And that is where everything kind of just unravels for her. All of it came from traveling and traveling across Ireland specifically. Traveling has so much power to like change someone. 
So I think that's so cool that your series came out of that one trip. Yeah, just that one little moment on the bus where I didn't want to sleep. I just wanted to look at the the background of everything. Can you imagine if you had slept through it? Oh my gosh. Exactly. <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about your process in the first book, has it changed a lot over the course of the series? Yeah, um, it changed a lot, actually. But I was a plotter when I started this series and I outlined the entire book, the entire first book and didn't follow that outline at all. As I started writing it, it just became a completely different story and the character grew into herself. And it's really cool to think back about it because the character that I had originally written wasn't anywhere near as developed as what Thea became. So as the series has progressed, it's kind of gotten into this planter type of outlining story. Um, So Thea started off as a girl who was just trying to find her place in the world and then grew into a character who not only was trying to find her place in her home, but it was also trying to deal with what being an adult is and what growing up really means and everything that comes along with that, because she has to go through grief and she has to go through first love, losing your first love and finding your family and all of those tropes that make up the fantasy genre. So I wanted to kind of twist them together with the lore and the myth and create a world where this character could really grow instead of just staying stagnant in what she was at the beginning. And I think that over the course of the first three books, she went from teenager to young adult and is now kind of in the fourth book growing into this adult character. So I think she's definitely developed and the story has changed along with her, which is kind of cool to see because she's kind of told her own story rather than me telling the story, (laughs) which authors always talk about, but it really does happen. People always say, they're like, oh, the characters, I'm just following what the characters do. And you're like, that makes no sense. And then it happens and you're like, oh, exactly. Like they tell you what they're going to do. And it's, it's insane when it happens because you're like, dang it. Like I had this whole plan and now you're doing something else and my plan doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what's your experience been writing the series? What are some things that you've learned along the way? Which installment was like the hardest to write? Which was the easiest? Yeah. I've learned a lot along the way because obviously I am indie published, self-published, and I didn't really have a lot of help in regard to what it meant to be self-published. Luckily, now we have the writer community and we have this place where we can talk about all those struggles. But when I first started writing Wings of Fate, that really wasn't the case. And it was a lot of Googling, like, how do I do this? And, you know, when do I need an editor? And when do I need to rewrite my book? (laughs) And um, along the way, I learned how difficult it is to be an author and how much work actually goes into it, which was kind of a wake up call. But I also learned how much I loved the process. And, you know, people complain about marketing and they complain about publishing and how difficult it can be. But really, I love the process. I loved going through, you know, writing the story and then developing the story into something that wasn't just in my head because the first draft was a mess. (laughs) And Um, So it needed a lot of work and I had to find an editor and I had to find a cover designer and do all of those things that usually the traditionally published publisher will do for you. And I had to learn how to do that the hard way. But the first book actually wasn't the hardest for me to publish, which is surprising because normally you would think like that that's going to be the hardest one. It's the learning curve. I'm going to say the third book was the most difficult because by then I had established this story and these characters and I knew where I wanted it to go. But I gave myself a deadline that was insane and I kind of rushed through it (laughs) and ended up having to rewrite a lot with my editor who was extremely patient with me and, you know, helped me make it into a better story. But 
because I was rushing myself through that third book, I definitely hit a lot of road bumps along the way that were that were not there during the first two books. However, I think it came out really well in the end and I can see how my writing has progressed. A lot of people say that, you know, they look back at their first book and they can see how they've grown as a writer. And that's definitely true in my case where I can see my first book was good and I'm really proud of it. It was what I needed at that time. And it was, you know, the place I was at during that time. But my third book and my second book both were just, I'm much more proud of them because I can see the growth from that point on. And I'm like, oh, like that scene was great. I'm really happy I wrote that. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'll look back and think, oh man, that wasn't super great. But the important thing is always looking back and seeing growth and doing the best that you can for the writer that you are right now. Yeah, I love that. I love the writer that you are right now because we are always growing. And if we reach a peak point, then there's an issue because you always want to be growing and getting better. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So what about the characters? Did you base any of the characters in Kingdoms of Fairy off of real people? So I actually try not to do that because (laughs) there are people in my life who will be like, well, that character is me or this character is me. And I don't want that. I don't want anybody to think that I think of them in that way. Or, you know, because every character has a flaw Mm -hmm. and every character has these characteristics that make them into who they are. And if I base them on a real person, then I know that they're going to notice it. That real person is going to read my book and know that that's them. So I try not to do that. Obviously, there are points of characters that are like other people in my life because you pull from what you know and you pull from people around you. One thing I do like to do uh, before COVID was sit in a coffee shop and listen to people around me talking and create characters based on those strangers. I think that's a lot of fun and it's a really cool writing exercise. So there were a few characters, secondary characters that were based off of that. And then I feel like with every book, you know, the main character has a little bit of ourselves in them and that's just unavoidable. You know, as a female author, I'm writing a female main character. It's really hard to distinguish the voice sometimes. In general, I try not to base characters off of people just because I'm scared that they're going to come over to me and be like, hey, this is what you think about me. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's always a really dangerous thing. You either tell them and consult them or try to hide it. <laughs> exactly. And if maybe if they ask me to be in the book, that's a different story. Like if they're like, oh, can you put you know me in as a secondary character or whatever, or like somebody who comes along in the third book, then I'm totally fine with that. But if I'm making the you know subconscious decision to base a character off somebody else, then that terrifies me a little bit. <laughs> so you're like, please, we can stay friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to write your flaws if you're in my book. So (laughs) yeah, it's like, you will not be perfect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And everybody wants to be perfect when they're portrayed. So definitely. So which of your characters is your favorite across the whole series? My favorite character doesn't come into play until the third book. And he is just bantery, fun. His name's Adrian. And I think that he became my favorite character because I had grown as a writer by the time I got to him. So he feels closer to what I am right now. I really love Thea and Kieran. Like they're my baby characters, I say. And Haven too, who comes in in the second book. She's a really strong female lead character who I think kind of helps Thea grow into what she becomes toward the end of the series. So they all have their roles in this in this plot line that makes them important. But Adrian is definitely like the person who I would want to be friends with and want to hang out with as a character. So I think that if I had to pick a favorite, which 
I don't want to insult my main characters, but he's a secondary character and he's probably going to get his own series. (laughs) It's funny because I've asked a lot of authors this. It's like, what's your favorite character and why? And almost never do they actually say the main character because I feel like you know them so well that the discovery portion that comes from some of your secondary characters makes them all that more interesting to you as the writer than the protagonist. Yeah, that's super true. (laughs) And it's always, it's a great problem to have. Yeah. And like I said, Adrian's going to get his own, you know, story because of that reason. Exactly. Like, I feel like there's so much more to be discovered about that character because I don't know him that well. I only know him from the perspective of my main character and what she sees, because most of my book is in third person close. So it's my main character's point of view on who Adrian is. And some of the portions are in his perspective as well, but it's still not a deep dive. So I feel like it's going to be really cool to write that sub series and say like, this is who Adrian is and this is his personality and why he does the things he does. That sounds like a lot of fun for readers and for you. So you are working on the fourth book for future people who will be reading the fourth book while you're working on it. What's something that you maybe have like learned from it or something that you would want to say to readers of the fourth book? The fourth book has been difficult for me because it's saying goodbye to characters that I have grown to really love. It's bittersweet because I'm ready to move on and work on something new. And I'm ready, you know, to build on that world maybe and add a sub series or add a different set of characters who can talk about fairy. But it's also like saying goodbye to the people that bore that world. And so Thea came first in my mind and became this character that I loved. And then the world was born around her. And that's kind of how my writing process works is I have a character and then the world comes. So writing the end of this series has been like, okay, well, we're writing a fantasy book. So there has to be like this big battle that's just expected. And the character has to have grown. And I feel like she has, she's grown a lot since the first book. And she's almost a completely different character now, which is fun. And (laughs) it's interesting and fun. And so... I think that the one thing that I've taken away from writing that fourth book is just that everything kind of has to have its ending and it can't drag on forever in real life as well. The most that I've taken away from it is just that you kind of have to learn to let go. And Thea is having to learn to let go in this book too. So I feel like a lot of my emotions that are coming through, you know, as I say goodbye to the series are also Thea saying goodbye to the things around her. So it's really interesting to see the parallels between my real life and the, the fictitious world that I've created coming through. Well, congratulations to future you that has this book out and her first series completed. (laughs) So what are your immediate plans for after the Kingdoms of Fairy? Like what can Skyhorn fans be looking forward to after this series wraps up? So after the series wraps up, I am going to take a break from Kingdoms of Fairy. I'm going to release a digital box set of the series so that people can just read the entire series. So that'll be kind of a fun thing to do. And then I actually plan on doing a Christmas special for Haven, one of the secondary characters, just a quick like novella type thing that I want to release in December. So that's going to be fun. It will be Yule themed since we're sticking with the Celtic lore. Um, But outside of Kingdoms of Fairy, I'm working on a paranormal romance series that's going to be kind of a new adult, I think, paranormal romance. And it's in the very early stages, so I don't really have much to share on it yet. But that'll be my next project, I think, while I take a break from Kingdoms of Fairy and from Thea and Kieran. (laughs) Awesome. So what is one piece of advice for writers you wish someone had told you when you started? It's going to be difficult. 
that is something that, you know, I, I don't think most writers tell you, even in school, like I went to school for writing and I did my bachelor's degree in creative writing and literature. And it's not really something that they tell you. They don't tell you it's going to be difficult to read your own work, first of all. It's hard to read your own work over and over again and not lose sight of what you were trying to accomplish from the start. And it's hard to share your work and reach out to other authors and network and give them, you know, snippets of your work and say, hey, what do you think about this? So my piece of advice is always, yes, it's going to be difficult, but that doesn't mean you should give up. And it doesn't mean you can't get better. If somebody says that something's not good enough, that doesn't mean it's not good enough. It just means that you need to work a little harder or you need to, you know, adjust the way you're looking at it. Obviously, everybody's got their own opinion and all that matters is what you think of your own work. So <laughs> you, um, if you're feeling down and you're feeling like, oh, this isn't what I want to do, or this isn't what I'm passionate about anymore, then maybe it's just time to look at it from a different angle. Not so much give up, but rather, you know, well, why is this upsetting me? Why am I not able to write this with the same passion that I was six months ago or whatever? It's all about continuing to pursue what you're passionate about. And if writing is what you're passionate about, then it's not worth listening to somebody else's opinion to tell you to stop. I love that. Obviously, you are one of the hosts of the writer community. <laughs> um, so I guess my last questions are, what is your favorite thing about the community? What do you hope for the most from it in the future? My favorite thing about the community is the way that it's grown since we started it. When we started it, it was just a hashtag and it was just us posting, you know, these prompts that hopefully people would follow <laughs> and, and, you know, asking people to follow along so that we could help them with their social media. And it's just grown into so much more than that since then. And it's people reaching out when you're not on Instagram for a couple of days. And it's people saying, hey, is everything okay? Um, are you doing okay with your writing? What's going on? Noticing that you're not there anymore has been such a crazy experience for me. Because like I said earlier, my first book, I didn't really have the support that I needed and I feel like I, I kind of just waded through the mud to try and get it out there. But by the second book, I had this community that I could confide in and talk to about all these things that I was struggling with. So that's been my favorite part is just seeing the community grow and seeing people reaching out to each other and supporting each other, sharing each other's snippets, critiquing each other, which is something that everybody was terrified to do at the beginning. I was terrified to do at the beginning, I should clarify, because sharing your work is so... I was as well. Yeah, it's so scary. And I think even now I send to send you guys the snippets before I put them on Instagram because I'm like, what do you think of this before I show it to the world? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that has been my favorite part. And I've now forgotten what the second part of your question was. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, just what's one of your hopes for the future? I hope that it continues to grow. I hope that people continue to support each other the way that they have and that we can do like these writer retreats in the future when COVID is over and get together and actually get to know each other in a way that's more personal than it has been, which I love our Zoom calls and I love, you know, the little parties we throw and the lives that we get. And it's cool to see people like Matthew and Sean and Tanaya and everybody reaching out and being like, hey, do you want to be on my live now? Or do you want to do this now? And it's cool to see that growth. And from people that never did, you know, lives or reels or anything like that before, who are suddenly stepping out of their comfort zone. So I hope that continues. And I hope more people follow in suit and kind of step out of that box that we tend to put ourselves in as authors. <laughs> 
I really love what you pointed out about the way that people reach out when noticing that someone's missing. And it's really become a community in that way of people who not only care about each other's work and care about supporting one another, but care about each other as people. I think that's really special. I'm glad you pointed that out. So my last, last, last question, what is your favorite thing about writing? If you could say one thing, which is really hard. (laughs) That's very difficult. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess my favorite thing about writing is the reaction of the reader. So what I mean when I say that is when somebody comes to me after they've read my book and they can relate to the character that I've created and they say, oh, that helped me through this or I've gone through something similar to that and now I feel this way about it. That is so cool for me. Thea goes through a lot, my main character, and she has these struggles, and especially with grief, like she struggles with grief a lot and free will. But that was something that when I have a fan come to me and say, wow, that really spoke to me. That just makes my day. That's my favorite part about writing is being able to see something that I didn't know was in my head come out in somebody else's head. <laughs> like That's awesome. Okay, I agree with you. It's like, if you are able to touch someone with something that you've written that None of it's real, but it's able to make a real impact on someone that's really special. Yeah. And if it's just one person that, you know, I impact, then that book was worth it for me. Definitely. Well, thank you for being on your own podcast. (laughs) Thank you for interviewing on our own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're so welcome. So if you guys want to hear more from Sky, you can check out her books. You can check out Kingdoms of Fairy or just go to my website at skyhorn.com. That's easier. There you go. I'll, yeah, I'll I'll make someone later. We did pretty good though. I'm going to stop recording. Thank you so much for joining us for this first episode of the Writer Community Podcast. If you'd like to know more about the community, you can find us on Instagram at the underscore writer underscore community. Thank you so much for joining and we'll see you next time.